in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the indispensable Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> you know, Glenn, I think you're indispensable. Wow. And I will go to my grave saying that. Wow. So Thank you, Brian. That's, I think you that's high are, praise. You are the key cog in the wheel that gets things done. So while other people may not agree with that, I wholeheartedly and completely do. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Just wanted to get that out there. Okay. <clears throat> Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's quite the entrance. It is. It is. Okay. But you deserve it, Glenn. Well, you thank you. It. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You're you're not so unindispensable. You're pretty indispensable yourself too, Brian. Well, I appreciate that, Glenn. Okay. A couple of indispensable guys. That's right. And we created a website that could be described as indispensable as well. Indispensable or dispensable. But either way, it's compelling. That's right. If you could throw it away or you could keep it, but, you know, either way, you're going to look at it before you ball that up and throw it in the trash can. And that's what Gentleman.com is, Glenn. That's right. It's, it's compelling. And uh, so Glenn and I are, are, he's right, Glenn and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. It's a compelling site. It is. It's a manly site. Yes. It's a indispensable site. It smells of forest and adventure. Exactly. There's a musky aroma about the site. If you visit it, you know... The technology is still. We're still working on the right. ins and outs of the technology. A lot but of proprietary software. It's got. It's got a. It's got a musky scent yeah. when you go to the site. Ooh. If you're if you're visiting the site in your office yeah. and you start smelling something, right. you're like, what is it? Like pine needles yeah, it, or something? It, it, it like stings the nostrils a little exa- bit. <laughs> you know, it's a little it's, bit. Yeah, it's a pain. Ow! Yeah, you know where you are. Exactly. You're at gentleman.com. And if somebody walks in the room, they're like, hey, that's not CNN. That's did not. Just, did you just put on aftershave? No, 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 no. It's just website. It's, ah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. But so, <laughs> if you're if you're stinking the place up with gentleman.com, <laughs> and you're maybe you're at the cubicle across the way, yeah. <laughs> saying what's going on here? We can't take this anymore. It's like warming up Indian food. And maybe you want to maybe you want to annoy them a little bit further. Right, right. So the next pun- most pungent site that you could go to is <laughs> podcast.gentleman.com. Where you can dig into the the underworkings of the manly site on the internet, uh, gentleman.com, and it gets real wafty down there. Ooh. You know, podcast.gentleman.com. Mm. It's ooh, it's it's a it's a it's like a stinky cheese. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a it's like a French cheese. Yeah, pop that package oh, open, yeah. spread it on a cracker, and let that smell just take <laughs> just over take it for your office. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, the point is, um, you can visit podcast.gentleman.com <laughs> to follow along with all the links that we're going to talk about on tonight's episode. You can check out the beer that we're going to have for the drink of the week. You That's can, right. uh, you can find out more about the podcast. You can find out more about gentleman.com. Uh, if you want to go a step further than that, even Glenn, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about three steps in to yes. the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get in touch with us. Yeah. You can reach out and touch someone. And that would be, you could reach out and touch me and Glenn. Huh? Uh, uh, and I'm going, I'm just going somewhere with this. I'm letting you. Yeah. You, you, you can reach out and touch someone and that would be me and Glenn. And you can do that through the U S postal service. Yes. Uh, at P, via PO, PO box four, four, two, three Oh five Lawrence, Kansas six, six Oh four, four. Uh, you can send us a letter. You can send us a postcard. Maybe you're on vacation somewhere, Glenn. Maybe mm. you're, you know, in Tahiti mm-hmm. or something, and you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm out having this great time. You know, I, who do I, who do I send a message to to let them know, you know, wish you were here. Mm-hmm. Hey, me and Glenn are great candidates for that. You That's know, right. we'd like to hear about your voyages to desperate lands. You know, yeah. Um, so, so, so to put, get a, get a postcard wherever you're at. If you're in Tahiti. Maybe you're in, mm. uh, you know, maybe you maybe you just went and visited the Taj Mahal. Yep. Uh, so, you know, take a second and and send some send send a message over to me and Glenn at PO Box four four two three zero five in Lawrence, Kansas, mm-hmm. and we'd be glad to hear about that. And we'll talk about it. And we will. Yeah. If you send us a postcard, we'd love mm-hmm. to, you know, vicariously now, live through your journeys. Right. Now we do get a lot of mail. We okay. do. We do. So we can't promise if you write us a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, 
that goes in the general mailbag or something like that. Right. We, lots, lots. I think Santa Claus. Yeah. Maybe, maybe dialed down a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. A little bit less than Santa Claus. Right. But, but it's like right in the North Pole. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, we've talked about it many times before. We've <clears throat> kind of over, you know, uh, uh, we've we've put a burden on the local mm-hmm. post office. Uh, they, they handle it well. They smile. They try they to do. smile when they see us, but yeah. we know behind that smile is a frown. Yeah. It's and, like the tears of a clown, Glenn. <laughs> and there are people around. <sighs> and there are people around that see it, yes. But, you know, we, we do try to answer all of our mail to P.O. Box 442305. So right. if you do have a chance to send us a, a letter, then, then please feel free, and we'd be excited about that. But if you don't, and you still want to get in touch with us, and you want to do so free of charge without paying the U.S. Postal Service, without mm-hmm. supporting the U.S. Postal mm-hmm. Service, without supporting America... Then you could do so by sending us an email. Now, Brian, we should, before we go further, we should say that it's not entirely free, right? The email isn't Well, I mean, it will get read by your government. That's true. Well, that makes a good point. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So, yeah. uh, You know, if you want a secure transmission, the best way to be... USPS. USPS. But if you don't care about any of that stuff and, you know, you don't have anything secret to tell us... Right. Then you could probably use the code words. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, the right. gentleman. Right. You have the gentleman decoder ring. Then <laughs> use that. If you're sending us an email, yeah. use the gentleman decoder ring. We'll go from there. Right. You could also um, at reply us on Twitter. You can go to Facebook. You know the drill. Blah blah, blah, blah. things. Right. So let's get on to the episode stuff, Glenn, because we've been talking too much about uh, everything else. Right. But Which, what's important, though, is the drink of the week. Yeah, the, the, agreed. Yeah. So, uh, Glenn was uh, so thoughtful this week to, to supply <laughs> the drink of the week this week. Uh, in addition to being indispensable, he also came up with the brainchild of this drink this week. Uh, and this is uh, this is one we, we've talked about before. We've talked about this brewery before. Right. But, Glenn, there's only so many breweries in America. You there know are. I mean? and, and it's hard to, it's, you know, maybe we should focus on another continent's microbreweries at some point. Hey, there, we could get into yeah. the whole thing with that, you know, maybe go over to Germany or yeah. something like that. Do they make beer there? Mm, I think they do. They have a couple microbrews, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, we're, this week we're going to be talking about the uh, New Belgium's Tour de Fall. Mm-hmm. And um, I picked this up. Uh, I figured, you know, fall is kind of, we're in the thick of it, right? And I know we've been doing a lot of, you know, autumn ales or... Um, uh, like we for New Belgium, we also did the pump kick ale. Yeah, we've been doing which a lot is kind of like a spicier Oktoberfest, right? Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but so we're in the thick of that. I figure, why not try one more in our ever, ever, in, never ending quest of finding good fall beers? Here's the thing, Glenn. When there okay. is, when it's a season, you mm. gotta just you gotta try all the things you can because when Roll it's seasonal, it. you know you, you want to try some. Beer. One of the things that I did recently, which I think is a really good idea, which I didn't think about very well at all, which was a lot of a lot of uh, local liquor stores here, mm-hmm. they'll allow you to build your own six-pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hadn't thought about this at all, but a good thing to do in the autumn or the, you know, maybe Christmas, you know, anytime there's a seasonal summer, summer beers, whatever, yeah. go build your own six-pack because that way you're not... You don't have to go buy a six-pack of every different one. You can go try it and see if you like it. Um, right. It's kind of an interesting idea. So I, what I did was I went and got a bunch of the pumpkin ales that we haven't even talked about yet. Oh. Because pumpkin ales are kind of scary. They are. They, they could go. They are. There's two ways they can go. One is delicious, and one is terrible. Like, mm. uh, you're eating a... Um, like an old pumpkin pie? An old... Well, I was going to say something like a cinnamon-infused, like, uh, just, yeah. you know... You get cinnamon stalks sticking out of the beer, oh. and it's like you know, gross. Anyway, so there's a couple of different ways. So build your own six packs. An interesting way to, to to try some beer. But some another interesting way that people can do this is by listening to the gentleman podcast because we've already run through a bunch of these. We're doing the legwork here. Yeah. We're running through all mm-hmm. the all these seasonal mm-hmm. beers and everything like that. If mm-hmm. you want to get the real take, not the snobby take. If you want the real every man's take on That's these right. beers. Then you can listen to the Gentleman Podcast, and we will we will take the step of drinking the beer for you and telling you if it's worth a damn or not. That's so, right. Anyway, point well, is, it's nice that we're doing New Belgium again because we don't mm-hmm. have to do the legwork of okay, is this brewery? Do they put right. cyanide in their bottles? Right. You know? right. We know they don't. No. Okay. So yeah. we, we've gone that far ahead. Yeah, we know about New Belgium and and their you know all their stuff. Right. So we we can jump right into the beer. We right. We know that they're a, a, a known a known quantity. You know what I mean? Yes. They're, so they're, they haven't failed us before. No, have they? No, they haven't. No, I don't think so. I think New Belgium's been consistently awesome, as far as we can tell. Uh, 
Glenn, the you know, I just wanted to say one thing about this beer. Yes. Uh, it they on their website mm-hmm. they have a sensory section, so they they break down all the sensory details of the for each beer. Wow. Yeah, and so I want to just a couple of things: the visual sensory of this beer, uh, deep amber colored and bright with billowy foam. Okay. okay. Uh, and the aroma, the hops dominate with pine, floral, tangerine, lemon rind, and tropical fl- fruit notes. Honey bread malt character balances out the hop aroma bouquet. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a interesting description. I want to know who writes these things because wow, so, that's a that's an interesting description. Really can really pull a lot out of mm. you know a couple swigs of <laughs> yeah. you know. I wish we could like give the reviews like that <laughs> instead of like uh, yeah, it tastes pretty good. Yeah, yeah. How many mustache I'm, I'm, I'm getting some um, 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 yeah. fruity pebbles, yeah, a bouquet uh, of a fruitiness, bouquet. Uh, uh, some light bitterness. There's like a T-bone uh, in there. Sweetness. Uh, there's a mm. T-bone. Mm. Uh, maybe an asparagus stalk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we can't. We can only give the uh, coriander. Yeah. We, we well, we want to cut straight to the bone on this. That's right. And we we, do the we could pontificate. That's right. But, but but our our you're right. Our grading scale is very. Uh, uh, concise mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. and and that's for a reason. So we, we grade on uh, we grade on overall taste. Mm-hmm. We grade on price. Mm-hmm. You know, lower price beers that taste better are going to rank much higher mm-hmm. than expensive beers that taste good. And we we leave that relative to the style of the beer too. Right. Like if we're drinking an oak age stout, mm-hmm. we're not going to be like, well, this tastes like crap. We're going to be like, well, for an oak age stout, it's pretty all right. 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 You know what I mean? And yeah. we also factor in the drinkability of it. So. Can you drink three of them without even knowing it? You know, exactly. We'll factor that in mm-hmm. versus uh, this is nice, but wow, yeah. I can I can't feel my tongue. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's no snobbery in our no ratings. I Speaking of say. which, what does beer uh, beer snob uh, beer snob beer ad- advocate? Wh- oh, oh, that's it. Okay, yeah. What uh, do they beersnob. give snob They're saying on the tour de fall, okay. them to about eighty four. So they're giving it a pretty. Solid rating. That's that's a pretty mm-hmm. high rating, you know. I wonder if we should wait to look at that up next time until and then after like, after like yeah. a big reveal. Like yeah. we'll give the mustache twist rating and uh-huh. then we'll say okay. okay. Let's let's crank these yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited for this. I uh, there's a this is a good brewery. New Belgium all. is solid. I think that all their stuff that I've had has been good. Yeah. You know, no matter what style it is. So. All right. True to fall. Cheers, Brian. Cheers. Well, that's hoppy. Mm. It's good, though. But not too... It's smooth. It's sweet and hoppy. The IBUs are 38. So it's 38. right... Yeah. That's right about the perfect level, yeah. I think, in my in my mind. Yeah. I don't like anything you right. know, higher than... I, we, we go to local Free oh. State Brewery, and they have they have the IBUs of all their beers in there. Anytime I get into the 60s range, that's when I run into trouble. So oh. I just kind of stay below that, and I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that. this isn't bad. This is good. Um... Hmm. Okay, yeah. so the price, the price yeah, was, what was the price on this? Uh, gosh, uh, I bought this yesterday. I should know this. I think it was it was probably right around nine, in between nine and ten. Okay, so nine, well, New Belgium. Yeah, okay, yeah, eight ninety nine or something like that. Is something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So probably right around so nine dollars. The higher end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say my my mustache twist rating would be uh, a. Mm. Say a seven. <laughs> He's twisting his mustache right now. I would say folks. a seven point nine. Seven point nine. Yeah, I was actually going to say seven point five. Okay, but I think it's because I you got to like... take it in the context of of the kind of beer it is. That's true. What you what know. is it? It's a pale ale. Okay, it's a pale ale. So, so I feel t- like this compared with like the Sierra Nevada pale ale. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would I would rank the Sierra Nevada pale ale higher. But, I would too. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is this is a little bit actually this is a little bit smoother than the mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, so. But I just I really like the Sierra Nevada. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think just yeah. This is hoppier maybe than this. I don't maybe? know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't sure. know. Anyway, all right. Mm. So you're saying seven point. So we probably have to average that out to maybe like seven point seven. Yeah, that's good. Seven point seven on the mustache scale. It's on the higher end price too. Yeah, I think. right. So that, that if it was like cheaper, Goose Island six ninety nine. Goose Island six ninety nine. Oh, uh, that's a heck of a deal. That Oktoberfest. Yeah. I still think that's the best Oktoberfest mm-hmm. that I've had. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Price definitely makes a difference mm. in our comparisons because hey, we're not a couple of snobs. We're just a couple of every everyday guys that yeah. are gonna. 
drink the beer and tell you what we think about it. You're so. not going to go wrong picking this one out. No, you're not. No, um, and, and if you are into IPAs, or not IPAs, sorry, pale ales, yeah. um, that, that also would probably... Yeah, if uh, you're into IPAs, you're, you're probably going to think it's pretty tame. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's not too hoppy. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't like hops very much at all, so that's... that's it's smooth, crisp, sweet a little bit. Indeed. It's, so, a, it's a solid beer. Okay. So yep. 7.7 7 on the mustache twist scale. Yeah. Um, I, think that's, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> Brian, okay. Brian, my favorite part of the show Yeah. is probably the tax that people mm-hmm. have submitted yeah. each week. This is when we get to highlight... A small, of, a small sample. This is when we get to highlight the brilliant, um, you know... Uh, wonderful members of the gentleman community. Right. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are the cream of the crop. They're amazingly talented. Mm-hmm. Posters to gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited about that. Yeah, yeah, we are. Of course. Every week. So, I, I, uh, I'm trying to... It's no surprise that you're going to... Some of these names will be... Um, Oh well, we have a we have a surprise here. I'll just do a tease here. We'll we'll have somebody who's never been featured as on an attack before. That's right. So the, a new yeah, <clears throat> that, that's a little hook there. there a right? new force in gentleman.com right. might be right. All right. Well, anyway, let's get it started off. The first uh, attack that we're going to talk about today is uh, added by our good friend Ben Espen, uh, and he has added. Uh, it's got an interest. The domain name is interesting. It's Pleated Jeans. I've never heard of this site before. No. Um, and it's interesting because it's like a Gawker article, but it was off his, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is the content of the article. doesn't matter. Right, exactly. So it's pretty awesome. It's mm-hmm. called Police Blotter for one of the richest zip codes is ridiculous. And it shows 15 pictures mm-hmm. of examples of um, a police blotter or like, you know, the the the, the, um, the radio. The radio. Yeah. Uh, so like newspapers publish when calls come in right. to different police stations and... Mm-hmm. Um, this is like uh, scans from the newspaper of this one neighborhood that's particularly wealthy. Uh, and there's a bunch of these. And we should probably run, throw, uh, throw some examples out there. Atherton, California is the, is the uh, yeah. <laughs> zip code. But, um, yeah, so should we, which, which one should we? I don't know. Just try, I, right. So the first one I can see is uh, a pedestrian was reported not to be doing anything strange other than to be wearing black pants and a white dress shirt while walking at an odd hour. Is one of the police blotter things from this neighborhood? <laughs> right. Uh, here's one that. Here's another one. A resident worried that a noisy hawk in a tree was in some sort of distress. When authorities arrived, the hawk was quiet and enjoying dinner. <laughs> so th- I think this is an example <clears throat> of if you read through the comments, if you go through the to the Gawker order where it originated, mm-hmm. read through the comments. A lot of the, a few of the commenters were like, "Yeah, I used to write that that blotter." Uh, for the paper and it's a it's a chance like because it's so boring yeah that it allows you can sneak you know sly humorous stuff in there and nobody really knows so it's kind of an unwritten rule type thing Glenn and I spent a good 10 minutes before this show started trying to determine if this was real or not right because it sounds so ridiculous like there's this one that says a woman told police someone was at her door and that when she asked who it was no one answered Police responded and determined that the stranger outside had delivered a package. <laughs> you know, like, is that is this really real? Or He had a truck with a sign that said, ups. Yeah. Well, uh, so no, it's just real. When you're reading this stuff, I just it seems like it's got to be fake. Like, this has to be a, well, a falsified. You know. I, I think somebody just kind of had a little fun with the copy, probably. Well, and then, okay, that could be true. Yeah. And then, the other thing is there's probably just very select... Right things being pulled right. from you know hundreds right. of police. I things. I actually went to the website and did the due diligence and looked at the Atherton like the recent uh-huh. Atherton and they weren't as you know outlandish as this but they were like one of them was like um, calls about a uh, uh, an RC helicopter you know causing a disturbance in the neighborhood. <laughs> right. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Okay. Um, so but, let's just say you wouldn't want to live in this neighborhood because all your neighbors would be complaining about everything that you did, right. basically. Right, right. Uh, I mean, there's like something about youths walking around late at yeah. night, and <laughs> they responded, and there was no, like... <laughs> no, this is, this is the best one. A resident called police about his recyclable containers. He said someone had tipped them over. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. You don't call the police for stuff like that, man. I guess you do in... In, in Atherton. 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 Is that a county? That's got to be a county. I don't know. Well, it's it has Redwood City. Redwood City. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't even know where Atherton is. And I probably never will. It's, because it's apparently a very... California. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if people are calling police over. Look, I, I tip over my neighbor's recycling bin all the time. It's <laughs> hilarious. I, I would never want the police called on me for right, it. Right, it's not on purpose. No. Uh, okay, San Mateo County, California. It's tiny. Oh, um, it's number two in Forbes's most expensive zip codes. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, so it's super expensive. Oh, oh wait, hang on. Last year it was number one. <laughs> oh, so number one with a bullet, right? So uh, let's think it's probably a suburb of. Uh, it's in between San Jose and San Francisco. Okay. So anyway, all right for us bumpkins who don't know where Atherton is, yeah, or care to know. Well, we care, but we That's care. We're talking we about say it. we don't care. Yeah, yeah. But you know, anyway, sounds like a nice place to live. It sounds like yeah. uh, what's that movie with uh, Tobey Maguire? And it's like black Pleasantville? and white. Pleasantville? Pleasantville. Yeah. Yeah. These seem like crimes that would get reported yeah. in Pleasantville. Yeah. Another. The soda jerk uh, yeah. offended me. There while... was some raccoons loitering. Yeah. There's some raccoons loitering. Seriously, that was um, one of the things in the mm, article. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Huh. So that sounds like, ple- I mean, it might be a really nice place to live. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, if you go to the website, um, the San Jose Mercury News or whatever, and it lists the different cities, the other ones are like, you know... Somebody robbed a, a convenience store, or, you know. Right. There's a as a burglar here, something like right. that. Then you have, you know, someone Not dug a, someone dug a hole. Right in the street. In the street. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's either the the most like uh, easygoing place to live, or right. the weirdest, like. <laughs> You know, like it, it almost like the seems, burbs. Yeah, like everybody's got binoculars outside their front windows, like just looking at everybody else, yep. waiting for somebody to do something. I don't know. Maybe it's just an escalating dare Man. of like calling the police. No, I want to watch the burbs. Yeah, I know that's a good that's a good Halloween film. Yeah, it is. well, anyway. thanks Ben Espen. Great tack. Yeah, great tack by Ben Espen. All right, so next up we have now this. No, wait, wait, before I let me interject. We started this. We started this segment by. Highlighting, you know, gentleman users, um, you know, and I want to just, I just want to go through how, you know, talented and, you know, intelligent, oh, brilliant, yeah, right, our community is. Mm. I mean, the people that post stuff to gentlemen dot com mm. are are like wonderkins. Yeah, you if, know what you, I mean? if like, you make this show, yeah, I mean, you're, you're it, it's, it's just, uh, it's an immense. I mean, we just have these really talented, really brilliant, like visionary users. Right. You know what uh, I mean? Have you, Brian? Have you ever heard of the Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's probably not. It's probably not like that. Well, I mean, it's close. It's. Cl- I mean, I would. You know, I'd say that. There's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the things yeah. you said to describe these these wonderful, making you know, the world a better place. You know. You know, yeah. caring people. All Exciting. right. So mm-hmm. now that you set that up nicely, yeah. The next, the person who um, who posts this next tack, mm-hmm. his username is Brian. Right. Um. Oh, I'm looking at the avatar. That actually looks like you, Brian. That, that well, look, Glenn. I is that you know, you picked the best posts from <laughs> gentleman.com to, to feature on the show, and this just happened to be one of them. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. I guess it's just a coincidence. I uh, yeah. There was no um, favoritism. There's no anything like that. You know. Yeah. Uh, but no, no. But seriously, this does this deserve to be in there for many reasons. One, oh, I think it, so. It's great. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. But it's great. Mm-hmm. It's timely. You know, we got Halloween just around the corner. We got Halloween around the corner. Okay, so this, and this is, could help. This could, yeah. This is this is a great. Okay, so if you need a last minute costume idea, yes, this is great. Go to podcast.gentleman.com. I'll link over to this. I found this today when I was browsing around uh, for different things, and this is a really interesting story. Um, I just happened to see it. Uh, they had like a quick gif of it or something like that. Uh, and it, and what somebody figured out, which is really pretty brilliant, was they created a, a smartphone app. This sounds kind of hard to picture, but they created a smartphone app um, that integrates with Halloween costumes. So what happens is they have either a mask or even something as simple as a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of the visual thing that you actually see is an integrated smartphone that has maybe an animated eye it has an animated, you know, mouth or something like that. Some some interesting part of the costume that looks completely real, 
Um, and it's it's basically a really cool like DIY animation component to costumes. Right. Um, so the phone so the phone is running an app like let's say an eyeball and the eyeball is just like twitching around. Right. And then you take like the, like for example this this example here that we're showing mm-hmm. they have a shirt that has a a pocket in it. Mm-hmm. You slide the phone in, and so the eye moving yeah. is now part of the bigger design element, which is like a face with a nasty right. eye moving around. Right, exactly. Um, so, and I read a bunch of the backstory on this guy because I was kind of interested in it. Uh, it just seemed like a really cool idea, and their their basic idea is that you know costumes have kind of been the same for like ever. You know, there's no like anything <laughs> yeah. that like, really stands out. You right. know what I mean? So this is kind of like a cool way to integrate technology into costumes. Mm-hmm. For everybody, you know, and it's a cool idea. Anyway, I was reading about the guy that actually like started the this whole thing, and it was really interesting. He was actually a NASA engineer for seven years. Hmm. Worked on the Mars rover for the majority of his time there, and uh, so I guess so. What changed his whole life was that I want to say like three or four years ago, he posted a video of his Halloween costume. Mm. And he, what he did was he took two iPads, he put them both on FaceTime, and he called each other. And then he stuck them to the front and the back of his body. Okay. And so he put, a, like, a, a bloody, like, cutout around the two iPads and right. it, it made it look like there was a hole through his body. And he was using FaceTime to, to make it look like you could see right through his body, basically. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I mean, that is really awesome. It's, it's really cool. And so he was just like saying, like, you know, people really, I put this on YouTube just because people at the party really liked it. And like, he, he was blown away by the, you know, excitement around this. So he's like, well, what else can I do with stuff, you know? And so that's kind of started his whole, you know, journey towards doing these things. So anyway, this is the third year he's been doing this stuff. Um, and now they have, they have masks that they sell where they actually have pockets for uh, phones that will fit. You know, iPhones, all kinds of smartphones that can run this free app, and you can have like a, you know, a cool kind of animation as part of your stuff. But if you want to just do a T-shirt, yep, which is still really cool. I mean, it's hard to imagine T-shirt being a cool costume, mm-hmm. but that's one of the points. It's like a super easy costume you can do on the cheap. Uh, you can buy a T-shirt that you can just slap a phone into, and mm-hmm. it has a cool animation aspect to it. So, anyway, I just thought it was a really cool take on Halloween costumes. If you're running out of time, if you don't have the money, if you don't have, you know, the creativity to come up with something on the in, le- in the next couple weeks, you can order this uh, T-shirt or one of their masks and have something really thought-provoking at your Halloween parties that you go to. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, it's not, I was looking up these costumes, and I think the T-shirt's like 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, maybe you have to pay shipping, but, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't think it's that much. So, But you watch the videos, though, right? I mean, yeah. some of them, it's pretty awesome. And he actually said that, I don't know if you saw the part where they like got permission from Marvel to yeah. make T-shirts Captain that are like America. Iron Man with the, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the center the, power thing uh, that, what is like, that called? animates. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah his... Yeah, yeah, it, they're, they're, they look awesome. Yeah. Um, I was pretty blown away when I saw some of the stuff he was doing, and they have like really. If you want to pay more, they have like really intricate, yeah, um, d- different styles of costume. Like there's, they have one that was like a, a hand that just bursts out of your shirt. Yeah, that was the other thing that was cool about this was it wasn't just the iPhone stuff. They're also trying to do like new styles of Halloween costumes that are innovative mm-hmm. um, as opposed to what's kind of out there now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've had the same kind of Halloween costumes forever, and they're, they're trying to come up with new different uh, takes and ideas on even like traditional costumes. So, right. Some really cool stuff, and it's cool to see somebody pushing the envelope. What I thought was really interesting was a guy that was like an engineer at NASA yeah. that decides to go pursue his passion of Halloween costumes. Like, that just seems... It's awesome. Well, it's really cool, you know, yeah. but like, wow. I mean... How do you, you tell know, mom and dad? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I know I've been doing the NASA thing, but... Uh, Working on things that go to Mars. Yeah, but you know. I really have this passion for Halloween costumes. Right. You know? Wow. <laughs> I... Yeah. He's going to make a lot of money off that. No, I think he really is, too. Probably That's already true. has. Yeah, he probably already has. Okay, Glenn. So moving on, what do we got next? All right. Time? The next tack mm-hmm. is by... The seminal favorite, Razorback. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I just want a slow, like a slow clap. Right <laughs> slow, now, like. slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Razorback. There we go. Razorback. Razorback. Right, Razorback. All right. All right. Um, so, right. So Razorback posted <laughs> uh, this, uh, <laughs> actually, 
it wasn't that long ago he posted this, and it's already getting quite a response. But um, it's titled, Thousands of Brown Recluse Spiders Drive Owners from Home. This is, like, terrifying. This is like Just this, in time for Halloween. This is like arachnophobia in real life. It seriously is. Yeah. So, Razorback put an epic uh, description of the tack, or I guess, what, what would we call that? We built a site. What should we call that? Not, I don't know what the description would be. You know, the, 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 the annotation. The annotation okay. on the tack. And, yeah. and he said, burn it and rebuild it. Yes. Because, and you will see why, if you go to the article, it's in the St. Louis Dispatch. There's a house in St. Louis, in Weldon Spring, which is in a, in a Whitmore Country Club, and it's on, uh, it has views of like the third and fourth, fourth holes of the golf course. You know, really schmancy. Uh, you get the sense that this was like a destination right. house that these people had like right. been excited about. Uh, they said it sold for like, you know, almost $450,000. Yeah, you know, on the golf course kind mm-hmm. of. Um, but it's been vacant for two years, vacant for two years because... Uh, at one point, um, so what happened was this family in October 20, 2007, they bought the home and then they started to notice like the day that they're, after they're doing the walkthrough, there's like a spider webs. So they like, take it down. It's literally like arachnophobia. Yeah. You know, like a one spider web. You just mm-hmm. see one spider. They mm-hmm. take it down and then they start, you know, they start seeing more and more and more and like, mm-hmm. oh, it just needs to be cleaned. It's been, you know, vacant. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they had a guy come in and estimated that there are anywhere between, um, 4,500 and 6,000 brown recluses. Right, in the house. Right. This is like a homeowner's nightmare because... Literally is. You can't you can't do anything about it. I mean, you they have different treatments that you can kind of do, but really you're kind of at the mercy of if there's like a crazy infestation, it's really hard to get rid of. I mean, yeah, brown recluses are hard to do. I don't know, man. I mean, I just bought a house... Like, and we, there's some brown recluses around this place, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to the pest guy and he was basically saying that in Kansas, this is in Missouri, but in Kansas, the brown recluse is the most common house spider. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a dangerous spider. It just happens to be very common around here. And, uh, you know, it's so, but I will say that it's, it's pretty kind of frightening because, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I'm always a little bit, when I'm going to sleep, I'm always a little bit. You know, I, I always check under the covers and shake clothes out and stuff like that. They say, you know, its name is brown recluse. So they say that, like, they're reclusive spiders. They really don't mess with you unless you happen upon them, basically. Right. So, um, anyway, they say basically shake your clothes out, you know, do these different things. But, um, but anyway, so I can sympathize with these people, and I feel bad for them. They actually sued the people that sold them the house. Right. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. That's kind of a gray area. Like, Really? Well... I mean, you, you wouldn't fail to mention that, you know, there's thousands of spiders living in your home. That's why you're selling Even it. if somebody's estimating that there's 4,500 brown recluses, it doesn't mean that you're going to see them every day. I mean, it's... it's Yeah, very, that's it's true. It's very possible that these people just thought... I mean, they just thought that there were spiders in their house. That's you know true. I mean? Like, I, I could see how somebody would not... I mean, I could see how somebody would intentionally... Right. Not disclose that, but I could see how somebody would just no. not know that that was really a real problem. You know what I mean? And... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I could see it both ways, but so that's a, that's a scary proposition for any house owner. Uh, I like Razorback's advice, though. Let's just burn it down. And just start burn it. it down. Yeah, seriously. What a ne- but I mean, it, I think uh, the people who bought the home, it basically just got foreclosed. Is that was that the deal? Yeah, they tried to sell it. I think for two years, but everybody. I mean, no. Once they kind of knew about the problem, uh, that's the thing. Is like once you acknowledge that there's a problem, you know, some kind of problem with the house, you have to disclose that when you're trying to sell it. So it's. You know, whatever. Yeah, so there's like bankruptcy involved for like mm. the previous owner before that. They yeah. declared bankruptcy. So, and then the insurance companies won't. It's just, a, it's just, when you said it was a homeowner's nightmare, it really was. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you've got the awful spiders, and mm-hmm. then trying to get, you know, some sort of uh, recoup your, your loss. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. Because the insurance, the, it was crazy because the insurance, I don't know how I feel about this because the insurance said, well, um, while we acknowledge that there are thousands of spiders in that house, what do they, what do they say that it's not a um, gosh, probably look, like just like something that's not covered by insurance or something. Exactly. It, it, they they just said uh, I can't find it now. But I think basically. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just say I think basically homeowners insurance only covers like a fire burning your house down. I think everything else is basically your jurisdiction to handle. I think. I mean, uh, that's how I understand. Yeah. It. Yeah. They they won they won the court case but they couldn't pay because yeah ugh, it's just anyway yeah the point is like 
scary, awful thing. I mean, that's there's this like you know. I think my my good buddy Nick, who's uh, the guy that was our real estate agent, mm-hmm. um, you know, told me like good advice, mm-hmm. and that was like everything can be fixed with money, mm-hmm. you know. But in this case, you can't fix it. You know, it's like the one thing that you can't fix, which is like the scariest thing. You know, you have foundation problems, you can fix it. Yep. If you have, you know, structural problems, you can fix it. If you have water leaks, plumbing problems, electricity problems, you can fix all that stuff. You can rip out walls, you can do whatever. Carpet, but paint, yeah. Dealing with a spider infestation is like the one thing that you really can't, I mean, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know. Oh, man. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a pest guy out there that says, oh, yeah, brown recluse thing, you just, you know, do this, but... From the times that I've talked to pest guys about brown recluse spiders, they're like, not a whole lot we can do about it, man. There was one positive note from the article, okay. and that was that um, if you're in a newer house, like newer houses have less of this problem because they're better engineered to have like less space between stuff. Oh. So it's okay. harder for the recluses to get in. So, so the recluses really, th- really thrive in older homes. Though it looks like, oh, I just closed the link, but it looks like that. Um, that's that, a newer house. That home was somewhat newer. Oh yeah, it, that looks like. I think a, it's eighty eight, right? Yeah, like, it was built or the nineties or something like that. So yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, built in nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, maybe. Well, who knows? So I was talking to. We had the uh, fireplace guy come out and like check our fireplace and everything like that, and he was telling me that he's he's got a thing about spiders. He's a little bit afraid of them, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was like talking to some experts at I think KU. He was saying he's talking to his KU spider. He said that they were doing some different studies on brown recluse spiders and everything like that. And he said that they would go to a house and to like try to do different studies on them or whatever and to try to like find the spiders. They would like shine. They would like turn the lights off in the attic and go up there and shine a light. And their the eyeballs of the spiders would like glow in the lights, and that's how you see them. <laughs> so he was like giving me advice to stick my head up in the attic, Duh! And, like turning the lights off, and try to try to find them by shining a light and then seeing their eyes glow back at me. And I was like, no way in hell, ignorance. I would never do no way. Can you imagine how like. <laughs> It's like Pee-wee's Big Adventure or something, you know? Like, you stick your head up in there with a flashlight, and all of a sudden, there's, like, millions of eyeballs glowing back at you. No way, man. I'm not doing that. Huh. That's one of those blissful ignorance things, man. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not sticking my head up in the attic with a flashlight to try to see. No way. No man. way. I'll live in ignorance. I'd, I'd rather, you know, I don't know. Uh, that is just... No way. Uh, not doing that. Okay, Glenn. Well, now that we've talked about glowing eye spiders. Yeah, glowing glowing spider eyes. Right. Uh, yeah. It's time for... Uh, oh, it's time for our favorite segment, Glenn. Is it? I think so. Uh, oh, no, it's not yet. Okay. You got me this time. You got me! This time you got me! Oh, didn't you this time. And I Woo! Okay, it's time for the, the gentleman's... The, the toast. Clink. Yeah, the, the gentleman's toast. Uh, Glenn, I just want to take a couple minutes real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, uh, another kind of unconventional toast. Usually we toast somebody or a famous person or anything like that. Uh, this week, I just wanted to say a toast to RottenTomatoes.com. Yes. Because they recently did a redesign. And if you guys haven't checked this out, it's really cool, actually. Um, I was using this to, uh, you know, every Halloween, every every year around this time I'm always watching scary movies right and they refine their website to show you tons of different ways to filter and uh, kind of find the best movies for different categories right and I'm really excited about this this is the movie website that everyone has always wanted and I don't know if people out there realize it, but this is this is a great website now. Uh, I was always frustrated with Rotten Tomatoes because it showed great reviews and stuff like that, and it was really useful, but it was yes. only useful in certain circumstances. This, now for like DVDs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they show you what's streaming on Amazon, and you can do things like filter by like highest rated horror movies that are streaming on Amazon right now, yeah. and you can get the top Man. 100 you know 150 200 that's awesome the best like streaming horror movies on you know Netflix right now so I'm really excited about this uh, they did an awesome redesign it's still a little bit buggy I've been noticing some some kind of issues with 
you know, this or that. But for the most part, it's a really good redesign and it hasn't made it to the mobile version of their site yet. But on the desktop version of it, at the very least, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I Rotten Tomatoes is like, I, I, I if I don't know anything about a movie, we have right. a little movie theater um, in town. It's called Liberty Hall. And, it, and it's like a throwback to the... It's a, cla- it's a classic opera house that's been around forever, except now they show movies there. Right, and, and so the, it's not going to... They're not going to show Transformers there. Right. They're going to show not, indie movies and right. stuff like that. And right. so a lot of them, uh, nearly all of them, I haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll go check out Tomatoes right. to see right. um, you know, what what it says about it and get a synopsis and all that good stuff. Yeah, so. no, Rotten Tomatoes is really great for, you know... Now that they have the good filtering and everything like that, it's great because... Like this Halloween, I was trying to find a bunch of movies that I've never seen before that are horror movies. Like what what horror movies that are awesome that I've never seen before, and it it makes it super super easy, drop dead simple to find. You know, and this is all. That, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is based on critics' opinions and stuff like that, but still, it kind of lets you separate the wheat from the chaff and find the best stuff according to the critics, uh, and even user score. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope, Brian, I was thinking about this. I hope someday we can be the Rotten Tomatoes of manly content. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that, that, would that would be a good, good goal. That, that should yeah. be a good goal for us. Mm-hmm. No, ultra, you know, that's that's a good goal. Look, it took Rotten Tomatoes like 10 years to get to this Shoot. point. Shoot. 10 yeah, years. exactly. So. All right. Well. So anyway. Just keep chopping that wood. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. now, Brian, I think, I think you're saying that now is probably the time... For the, our favorite segment, yeah, which is that, uh, uh, it's called yeah, the, oh, the uh, it's called what the, was uh, the uh, hot button topic. topic. All right, Brian, mm-hmm. what do we got? Okay, so the hot button topic, Lynn. This is okay. Mm. It's Halloween, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say you, it's like a, a beautiful mind. You're sitting there and you conceptualize this like oh, okay. amazing, like uh-huh. just, you know, no one else can understand, but it's this like amazing costume. Uh-huh. How much is too much to spend on building your ultimate Halloween costume? Because that's a thing, Glenn. There's a, the, the, I, I've often thought of different costumes and I start looking at the price tag once I start to like compile all the components and it gets up there. It could get to 200. It could be 300. Yep. The costume that I'm looking at, this... 300? What are you going as? Like a trailer? Well, look. Okay. Like, a, like an RV? Look, the costume that I've got picked out for this Halloween, which is top secret, okay. could run me... This could run me 300 bucks, 200 bucks, 250 bucks for all the components of the costume. Wow. So how much is it worth? Whoa. How much is it worth? Wow. That's what I want to know. Well, let's because, put this in context. Okay. Because you may or may not be hosting a Halloween party. No, I am. Okay. And the host can't have a pirate oh, costume. Oh, no, 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 no. Can't be wearing a pirate costume. No. No, no, no. Not going to the store and picking something off the shelf. Oh, it's wow. Gotta be, it's got to be impressive, Glenn. And sometimes you got to spend money to be impressive. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you can get by. Some, like Really creative people can get by with just, you know... They can compile a costume. Let's say like Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre was a costume that Glenn did, right? And that was that was a cheap costume. Right? Well, it did cost me some respect for my peers well, when I went to work be, the next yeah, day. Yeah, that's true. With um, my mustache, yes. But other than that, uh, permed hair. That was a little. I didn't perm it. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I, I thought I did. But there was um, a lot of product in it. Let's put that well, okay. way. Uh, but as far as like monetary cost, was not much. Mm, no, no, no. It was free. Right. Basically. But, you know, but like, uh, okay, so Shaun of the Dead costume right. that, I, I've, that I've done, that actually was kind of pricey. Because I had, of the peripheral. I had to like buy a shirt. I had to buy materials to build the bat. I had to, you know, there was some, the tie was, you know, 20 bucks. I mean, we're probably talking about 100 bucks at the end of the day on that whole deal. Mm. So, but this costume that I'm going to build for this party wow. is going to be at least 200 bucks. I can't wait to see this. But I will say that. It's. I wouldn't spend the two hundred bucks unless it was worth it. That's okay. the teaser. That's the teaser. Okay. Line. So, what do you think is the unacceptable amount to spend on a, a Halloween costume? Well, I'm coming at this from two angles, right? Okay. So, I have two daughters. One yes. of them who will be old enough to. Uh, actually, both of them will be wearing Halloween costumes. Yes. And you know, when they're really little, you just like right. Somebody, some family member has this, you know, right. 
giraffe. Mm-hmm. So when they're like a year old, you throw them in the giraffe. Costume. Throw them in the giraffe. Hey, it's a cute giraffe. Right. Um, and we're doing something similar for our youngest. But um, uh, if you go, I think maybe we talked about this last episode or a couple episodes ago. If you mm-hmm. go to the you know Walmart or Target or, or yeah. any of the it's you like know, highway robbery, man. Oh, it's and that's the craziest thing is that like for Walmart prides himself on the low prices, right? Halloween costumes. I think they do not pride themselves on low cost, low prices. Well, I think they've got somebody. They've got somebody going out into the Halloween stores. Could where be. they're charging like triple what they should be on. Oh my gosh! Well, and then my question is like, do you let like like Penny your your daughter like mm-hmm. did you let her like go to the Halloween section because I, my guess would be like she would see something and be like, oh, I want this. Sixty dollar Halloween costume, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's unavoidable. Really? I mean, they, we just they, have to say, no, to no, like... no. We've already got your Halloween costume. Oh yeah. So, yeah. and I think, I think this year, I can't remember what Lynn did. I can't remember if we actually got something for her, or if she, or if, or if a, a cousin or something had one that she really liked. Okay. Which yeah. is, it's nice to have so much. We have tons of family. Yeah. And they all have kids, so it's yeah. like there's always a there's costume floating around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I will. So I don't know for kids. I don't know, man. I see. I like. We talked about this. how much do kids' costumes cost? How much are they at, like Walmart? Like how much does a costume? Oh cost? man. Well, I didn't look very closely, but yeah. I think at least like thirty bucks. Yeah. For I mean, just a kid's not costume. granted, and they're not they're not like high quality material. No, no. But yeah. if you're a little kid. You're going to get some wear and tear out of that. You're not just going to wear it on Halloween, right? Yeah, you're going to be running around. For example, if it's a princess costume, yeah. my daughter's going to wear that 24-7. Well, yeah. yeah. So, if there would have been like a Spider-Man costume back right. when I was a kid, right. I would have worn that every day. I would have like... Who cares know, about Halloween? Yeah, I would have been eating my Cheerios in the morning with that. Yeah. What's up, Dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Spider-Man. Yeah. For sure. So, I, I get that. And the Hall- Halloween, you know, in theory, is for the kids. The mm-hmm. trick or treating and all that. Mm-hmm. Hi, that's cool. Yeah, I'm willing to spring a little bit more for my for my daughters. But I always, I mean, my mom always made our Halloween costumes. Yeah, you know, um, and I, I just have this. Maybe I'm an outlier, but I kind of have this DIY. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I just can't bring myself to spend crap loads of money mm-hmm. on a Halloween costume. But on the other side. I never. I, I mean, not to Libre was kind of was an exception. Like that was pretty awesome. That was a that was a very particular kind of costume. It was. It was. It was very easy to. I mean, not easy. It was difficult to pull oh. off. Oh. Oh. But yeah, you oh. had to have the right materials, oh. and you happen oh. to have them available to you. Uh, physique, uh, you yeah. know, uh, mustache, attitude, right? Yeah, you got to and had to study. You know, the mm-hmm. the accent. All right, so. Um. Yeah, I, I I just never have been that big enough into Halloween to really drop any coins. So I would say for an adult, for an adult costume, if I went out to to actually spend money on costume, I would like to think that I could make it happen somehow for twenty five bucks. Here's my problem. Okay. 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 Um. I pick out the 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 person I want to be, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's perfect. Yep. I want to do that. Yep. But it turns out that. It's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how you dice it, if you go to the yep. thrift store, mm-hmm. you've got to buy eight things, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking, you know, hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, two hundred. Whoa, bucks. you could drop a hundred bucks at the thrift store. Look, most of the stuff you can't get at the thrift store. You're just okay. going to have to buy it off <laughs> yeah, the shelf. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, okay. But then I'm like so into that specific idea. I hear you. That I'm willing to. I'm willing to do it. Like I'm willing. I'm old enough now. I love Halloween so much. I dude, I only have so many Halloweens left. You know what I mean? I'm counting down. You know, right, like, right, right. I'm, you know, I, I don't know how many Halloweens I'm gonna have left. So right. I got to go all out while I have the opportunity to do it. I hear you. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm putting my chips straight to the middle of it. And you're gonna see that when you come hey, to my Halloween party. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's gonna be. Let me just say, you're gonna really appreciate my Halloween costume. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty epic. All right. I think you're gonna say, even if I spend two hundred bucks on this Halloween costume, I think you're gonna say that was worth every penny. Oh, I don't it. doubt I will. Yeah, I just have a thing where no, I agree. And there's this weird thing where you're like, should I try to pull this off on the cheap? You know what I mean? Right. Like, should I just try to like right. make it happen, or should I like make it happen? Right. Right. Like, like the exciting like. Right ultimate you know wow like, factor exactly yeah right and i mm-hmm. think it just kind of depends on the costume because like the nacho libre thing 
Well, it wasn't exactly like Nacho Libre. You know what I mean? No, it but was... But when you see it, it's like, it is exactly like Nacho Libre because it looks, I mean, it's, pr- I, the, the concept is really good and it's like, okay, you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, if you look at side-by-side pictures, it's not the same thing, no, but, no, no. but that doesn't matter because it's, it's still like the right. same vibe. Everything's really cool, you know? But there are some costumes that you've got to go whole hog, man. Right. You just got to dive into. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, man. It's like art. You can't, you know, you can't put a price on replicating that perfect Halloween costume. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your art, Brian. Well, I, yeah, I'm excited about it, too. I'll never forget going to work the next day and having... Brian and I, at that time, worked at the same company. Mm-hmm. And that next... I think that Halloween was like on a Sunday, maybe... That sounds like about right. It was a weird. Night. And so th- that yeah. Monday we had a like all all hands meeting. Like, what's everybody doing this <laughs> yeah. week? Yeah. And I just remember like sitting in the meeting, like you know, with my mustache, and everybody tried to like dance, like not talk about it. <laughs> like, is this a is this for real or yeah. is he just is it, and and finally the guy you know it's always that guy Mr. Obvious who's like, oh uh, Glenn, you have a mustache. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, and finally. I forgot about that. Yeah. So okay. I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, if Lynn and I ever have a fight or something, I'll probably shave a mustache. Just a spider. Yeah. Spider. Spider. Spiders. A, a brown recluser. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Well, there's no Ooh. consensus there. No. Uh, the The amount of money you spend on a costume is in the eye of the beholder. Right. That's we've, what I we've would decided say. that it's somewhere between twenty five and two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So yeah. multiples of ten there. Man, I'll go. I'll go even higher than that if I have to. I'm gonna reach the summit, man. I'm gonna get up there. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. To you're, this, you're, I, you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. I'll just say that. But it's a total. It's a complete secret. Laura is the only other person that knows what my costume is. Okay. And um, so you're saying you trust her more than me? I'm saying that the. It's probably good. Halloween is all about the surprise. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's all about the reveal. And she's going to know. Mm-hmm. She's going to find out. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But I ran through several ideas, mm-hmm. and that was the one mm-hmm. that she said was hilarious. Do do this. Yeah. Do this now. Okay. So, all right. I'm looking okay. forward to this, Brian. So, this is yeah. going to be great. So uh, I can't talk about it until after Halloween, but okay. then I will reveal my costume. I will post a picture of myself. In my costume on podcast.gentleman.com, maybe gentleman.com proper, uh, just to get the word out. You there. should, you should put on. Gentleman. Yeah, I, I probably will. Just to, the, just the flagship. To, yeah, just to, um, you know, just to. We, we've been talking about it. I, I love Halloween. I oh, love man. the, I love the idea. So maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and go whole hog and throw it on gentleman.com. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the final segment uh, of the podcast, episode thirty. Uh, this is for the questions from the gentleman mailbag, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very serious segment. You know, every week mm. we get a ton of letters, postcards. Uh, you know, so this is we had to like dig through, but we that we've been looking for like Halloween themed uh, letters. You know, and so this mm-hmm. is one that really stuck out to me that I mm. immediately struck a chord with. Oh, oh, um, I think it's over here, Brent. Hold on. Okay, yeah, you want to grab that? Uh, okay. Yeah. Some of these are here. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, not one. that one. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah here it is. Here it is. Okay, here it is. All right. Okay. So this one, Glenn, is... Um, wait, open up here. All right. <laughs> Wrinkliest letter ever. Okay. Uh, this uh-huh. one says... Okay. Uh, okay. What movie has the stupidest premise, um, but yet it makes for a surprisingly legitimate Halloween movie? So you know you like you mm-hmm. read the description of it and you're like this is stupid and then you watch it and you're like wow that was actually pretty good. So yeah. what movie fits that bill for you? Ben? All right, I, we're both connoisseurs of poly, Halloween type movies. We love Halloween, Halloween type movies. Yeah, I do like I do like you know those movies that signal the yeah. creepy mm-hmm. or maybe they're thrillers or suspense or something right. like that. I, but they have that Halloween feel. Mm-hmm. I may go off the beaten track a little bit here. Okay. Um, but there's a movie I love called Signs. Okay, right. And uh, if you've never so seen Signs, us, l- run us through like what would be like the poor man's description of the the setup for the plot <laughs> for that. The plot, the plot is that 
Um, this Mel Gibson's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he lives on a farm in in the east in the east somewhere, like right. Pennsylvania or something like that. Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and one day he wakes up and his kids discover crop circles in the yard. Mm. And he's like, ah, you know, crop so this circles. is a prank. You know, oh, stupid crop circles. Right. Well, then everybody around him. Oh no, wait! Everybody in the world starts getting crop circles, oh, and then they're okay. like, oh, this could be an alien thing. Right. Anyway. So, um, so he's, you know, there's lots of interesting things that happen, you know, right. like he sees one of the aliens ah, and, okay. and yeah. then he goes and visits this guy who accidentally killed his wife a while ago and, right. and he's like, oh, I've, father, I, I, oh, he's a pastor. So he's like, father, I have one locked in my closet. Sorry about your wife. And he drives away and, uh, you know, anyway, yeah. yada, yada, yada. There's all this, you know, alien stuff, but yeah. the way it ended, it's just, a, it's a, Awesome movie. Yeah. Like, even though... Even though... I probably gave away... Did I give away too much of the plot? No, I think it's fine. I mean, it came out over 10 years ago, so if mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, that's on you, that's listener. Right. You should go watch it. Um, yeah. But it's... I'll, you know, great... Uh, it feels wrong to say, but great act. You I mean, Mel, Mel Gibson does a good job. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix steals yeah, it. Joaquin steals the show. Killer. Uh, and then, you know... So, I, I love that movie, but on the surface, it just sounds like the worst movie ever yeah yeah if you looked at the description of it and i mean which is a lot of m night Shyamalan movie it's an m night Shyamalan movie so it's like he did six cents and he got really popular after that and then like every movie he's made has been like i don't know it's really weird like you know like yeah it seems like every movie comes out this is like weezer albums or something like that like every movie comes out <laughs> and it's like they, 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 they like like position it as this is all the old one was not very good right you know like Oh, unbreakable! That that was a that was a misstep. But this, like you know, signs. He he he's back to his you know back to his glory days with signs. You know, and then it just yeah. keeps it keeps on going down the line. You know, or whatever. But I do like signs. Uh, what else? I mean, what else has he done? He's done like he did the village, the village. Okay, yeah. he did the village. Then yeah. he did um, Lady in the Water. Here's oh, Lady in the Water. Yeah, I have with uh, what's yeah. his name's daughter, um, uh, Opie from. From uh, he's a director now. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Opie from uh, yeah, <laughs> oh. Andy Griffith. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And from Happy Days. Yeah, um, and everybody listening to this is like shouting the name. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, anyway, mm. his Ron daughter. Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard. Ronnie Howard. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Something Howard. Yeah, but uh, she's you know does a great job and mm-hmm. I didn't know he did in that show. I do that. Yeah, I just remember Unbreakable Signs, The Village. I don't know. He, he seems to come out with some, something every couple years. I don't know. He had one like, oh, it, oh, the happening, the happening, which was like basically people just started jumping off of buildings and committing suicide. Okay, or something. Yeah. I never saw. I'm Lynn did, to, and know. she was like, "Uh, this is yeah. just too much." But I did like. I like Lady in the Water well enough. Paul mm. Giamatti's in yeah. it. And he kind of makes yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul Giamatti can pull some stuff off, man. He, even if it's like a he's he's one of my favorite actors. I think. Yeah, he's really good. Anyway, so okay. signs or or slash any M Night Shyamalan movie. That's a good choice. Okay, yeah. I still find a lot in- of them are kind of like the, like imagine the plot points for Unbreakable. Or, or, okay, yeah. there's a guy and he's like you know you can't and then there's like Mister Freeze and he's like you know right like, uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> Mister Glass yeah Mister yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen Unbreakable. I think I liked that one, but it's been like 10 years, so I can't say for sure. You could use Lady in the Water. Yeah. That's true. Insert movie. Any, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, style points for trying to come up with new stories, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I love Science. Science is one of my favorite movies. Science is cool. Yeah. Um, even though it's just. I think it's one of those movies like Twister. It's like the, the vibe of it. Yeah. It's like, the, you know. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy in some certain parts, right. but it's like the vibe and the the kind of I don't know the whole the plot and the set, like the setting and like all the stuff together makes it. I, I remember yeah. I saw it in the theaters. I was just like so like I didn't see it until huh. you talked to me about it. So like, yeah, <laughs> but now we talk about it all the time. So. Yeah. All right, all right. That's me, Brian. What about you? All right, Glenn. Mm. The first one that came to mind, the only one that came to mind. I, you know, usually I would come up with a couple different ones. Yeah. But this is the the best example of that that I can think of. A movie that sounds ridiculous on paper that, when you actually see the film, was pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Darko. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, you think about like explaining the plot to somebody. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. a phantom bunny appears on a golf course and right. tells a guy about how to see the 
like things coming out of his stomach that show him how the future is supposed to work and you know I was just trying to imagine like the the guy that like wrote the story having to pitch this to like Hollywood execs and how that went you know what I mean like a guy in a bunny suit and like you know all these weird things happen and then your stomach starts to like show the future and like then it all comes together at the end you know that's I that's the base the best way you can describe it but I love that movie. I think it's awesome. Like I love Donnie Darko. I think it's a gr- it's a great, great film. It's really weird because that guy that wrote and directed Donnie Darko, uh, he's had a couple of like movies since then that are just absolutely horrible. They're really? just complete crap. Didn't even I mean, go to the no. I mean, like theater. They had you know famous actors in them. They had oh. just I mean high budget. You know everything. Oh. But like he had that one thing that like was really I'm mean, not uh, back in the day I thought Donnie Dargo was awesome and you have to take it for the time period, time period it was right. in because mm-hmm. that was kind of a it was a little bit a little bit indie a little bit kind of crazy at the time what is it 99 uh, or was it I want to say it was like 2002 or okay. something like that I mean it that was makes pretty early sense. you know um, my brother loved that movie yeah I, and I, I I think it's I still think it's really a really good you know Jake Gyllenhaal yeah, yeah, okay. This, you know, starring role, but um, I don't know. I, there's something about that movie I really like, but I've seen some of that filmmaker's other stuff, and it's really bad. Uh, so I don't really understand what that really means, but the point of it is that, like, you know, uh, that's something that is a kind of unique vision that was probably really hard to get across to people until you actually saw the movie, but I mean, it has a whole cult following. It's a super popular movie these days. Yeah, um, still. Yeah, so just a very specific a kind of idea of a film, and really impossible to put on paper and get across to somebody what it what's going to end up like. And anyway, so that was the first thing that came to mind. I can't think of any others that I really. What I mean, about, what about Beetlejuice? Yeah, that would be a or good any example. Tim Burton movie, any Tim Burton. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice is. I definitely see him kind of progressively trying to get weirder and weirder and having people push back on it. Well, you're Tim Burton, so we'll let you do it. But well, You know how it is being creative. You know, like, Glenn and I are web developers. We're web designers. It's hard to be creative in, you know, in an industry because people continually push back on it and have their own idea about what things are, you know, right. how things should be. I can only imagine what it's like for a filmmaker trying to make a film that's like their vision of how it should be and what the millions of dollars and people that are invested in it and all these different you know parties bring to the table and force you to do when you're trying to do things i mean we work on that like a small scale yeah of like some people that are somewhat invested in it you have like a studio that's got millions of dollars invested in some kind of movie i don't know it's gotta it's gotta present a pretty major problem for a filmmaker i'd imagine so anyway glenn all right Mm. well so if you haven't seen dying dark if you haven't seen signs go out check them out we should look up Rotten Tomatoes if they're streaming. That's true. They might be. I don't know. Should be. I think Donnie Darko might be. I'm not sure. I don't know. I need to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. You should check it out. It's pretty It's pretty interesting. It's a little bit all over the place. It's a little bit weird, but... Okay. It's an interesting... It, it's like a very... Like, it makes you think. Okay. Kind of movie. So, I don't know. I don't really want to think when I watch movies. This is... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. Okay. Well, um, all right. So that was episode thirty. That was episode thirty, Glenn. Three o, thirty years old. It's definitely all down here from here. Yeah, I mean, this is where we're starting to kind of gain weight. Uh, <laughs> <now>. <laughs> right. Things. The are edges out. aren't quite so crisp. No, think we're putting on pounds. We're you know. Everything's kind of like you know we're getting discontent with everything. Responsibilities, yeah, a lot of responsibilities. You know, yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. So now it's starting to kind of Mm. come full circle, man. Mm. So yeah, it's probably all downhill from here, which is sad because it sort of started so low. (laughs) The the level we started at was like, if it goes downhill from here, like where? How can you? I mean, mathematically, Glenn, how does Mm. it get? How does it go downhill? Like I just don't know. You know what, Ryan? I I think uh, you know my Royals are in the playoffs, right? Oh, okay, okay. Mathematically, they shouldn't be there, right? Okay. Mathematically, they th- there's some crazy things that are going on. People mm-hmm. are hitting that haven't hit all year. Okay. People are doing things that haven't happened all year. 
Maybe we're saying things that we couldn't say all year. That's right. Throw mathematics yeah. out the window. We're, okay. We're going to take episode 31 by storm. Right. And we're going to make, we're finally going to make a good podcast. Episode 31. Episode. And, well, never mind. That's just, well, <laughs> I'll just stop right hey there. Hey, man. Episode yeah. 31. Episode 31. Okay. Don't count us out yet. No. But you can in the future if we continue to make bad episodes. But right. don't count us out yet. Yes. Because we still got more episodes to go. Yep. We're still in our prime. Only 30, well, 30 episodes in. Right. I mean, if we're at a professional athlete, we're definitely not well, in our prime. we're just kind of done. But we're, we're, not, kinda, we're definitely not professional athletes. No. no we're we're not. more like uh, amateur yeah. athletes. We're, you know, uh, hobbyists. Hobbyists. Yes. Um, so, uh, back to the Tour de Fall. Yes, the Tour de Fall. Right. Um, you still feel good about that seven point? I do. Uh, seven? I think it's good. Yeah. I think that's solid. I don't uh, know if I'd get it all the time. Mm, no. But every now and then, it'd be nice, you know. It's a nice breakup. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's a good fall fall beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn, so, okay, so that was episode 30, Glenn. Yes. Uh, big episode 30. Um, you know, it's crazy, but I'm already looking forward to episode 31. That's when not we, crazy. When we started out, I had no idea we were going to make it to episode 31. No idea. It looks like we made it. <laughs> Something, something. I don't know why Shania Twain flashed in my head, but <laughs> they said something. <laughs> I love that nobody's listening at this uh, point. We yeah, you can all sing Shania Twain all you want, man. No one's listening. Uh, we're still the one we listen to. Something, Nelson. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, you know, still the one. All right, yeah. We made it, Glenn. Looks like we made it. Looks like we made it to episode 31. Keep your fingers crossed. We're back next week. We made it to episode 31. We made it way beyond where I thought we'd make it. And uh, we're still growing. Future Brian, I have an idea. Yeah. I think you should play Shania Twain's. Looks like this. Whatever this name of the song is. Okay. All right. Well, during the outro. Okay. Or whatever. I'll do that. I'll do that. Maybe like we're starting right now. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Shania. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Sorry, Brian. It's good outro music. Okay. So, all right, Glenn. Don't let him fool you. uh, You know, this has been an epic episode thirty, and we're looking forward to episode thirty-one more than anything else. We are. I hope you are too. I know you're not, but I hope you are. (laughs) And uh, so, uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansberry, and we will see you next time for episode thirty-one. You're still the one I run to. Run to. You're still the one I cling. I don't know that doesn't rhyme. Well <laughs> Still the one I listen to. Good night. Looks like we meet. You're still the one.